Amen. I'm Isaiah. I'm the lead pastor here at the Power Place. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can go and engage with your world. We want to help you. We want to help you find how you best connect with God. These videos that we've been showing on on people connecting with God in different ways. I don't know about you, but to me, it's like my eyes are open to so many different areas of connection. This one uh, uh, was Brendan Hollis. He's our, uh, my cousin, and, uh, and I love how, how he connects with God through remembrance. And I don't, know, I don't know about you, but I'm not sure if you've ever sat back and thought, you know, man, I, I connect with God through remembrance. Like, that's never something that I ever thought about. And, and to me, it just brings in a new reality of who God is and how good he is. And so there's so many different ways to, to connect with God. And we want, we want you to see these so that you can start to get in your spirit. Man, maybe, maybe just maybe I connect with God best on the running trail or out in nature or in my hot tub. I don't know. That's not really one way, but it could be way. Through solitude by yourself. I'm not sure. But I know that God is so good and he wants to connect with you on a daily basis. And we want to help you to see the way that you best connect with God. Happy Father's Day, Power Plays. Can we give it up for our fathers in the room? Yes, yes. It's Father's Day and a lot of celebration going on. I'd like to celebrate my father this morning because my father has been the same way since I was born. Uh, grace is his second name. And uh, he, he has always been a man of grace, uh, no matter if I called him and said, hey, dad, I just crashed my car like nine times. He didn't care. Uh, dad, I've been pulled over and my license is getting taken away. I don't care. Uh, but dad, I lost the credit card again. I don't care. Dad, I made some bad choices. I don't care. He has been a man of grace since I was born. And I've watched him uh, deal that grace on so many different people. Not just his children, but I've watched him deal grace on his sheep uh, over the years. And I just want to thank you for leading. Um, I, know, I know we talked this morning, and I, I just I want you to know how much I love you and how much I honor you um, for who you are, not only to me, but who you've been for this house, who you've been for these sheep, for, for the people that have followed you, have seen the inside and outside, and know that they can sit on your couch and get the same Pastor Greg as the Pastor Greg that stands on the stage. There's not two, there's one. And that, that's a testimony, especially in today's day, 2023, welcome to Woke Church, where pastors are one way on the stage and different behind closed doors. That, it's, a, it's a shame, number one, but it's, it's a harm to the church because what God intended for leadership in the Bible, it states pastors will be held to a different standard. And today, the pastor's standard is zero. There is no standards on pastors anymore, and it's a real shame, and, and honestly, where we're headed in the world, you got to look hard to find pastors that you can actually follow. That's why we're bringing Pastor Landon Shada next week. We're, I love being underneath his leadership and watching him and uh, gleaning because there's, there's wisdom in that, and so just so you know, we don't just bring people in the house. We only bring people in the house that we trust to speak into the house. And so, uh, Pastor Greg, would you come? Dad, would you come? I want to I pray over you today. I want to honor you. Can we give it up for Pastor Greg, our founding pastor? <laughs> Brittany, would you join me? Watch it. Don't step on communion. It's bad luck for like nine years. Come here. Come here. He's getting younger by the day. I love him. 
I look just like him. Sorry. I'm, I'm coming for it. I'm coming, I'm coming for it. I got to start running. Woo. This man, God has placed. Uh, he comes from a place of honor. And so today I want to honor you. So we just want to pray for you. Come on, can you extend your hand out? Lord, I pray. I pray over Pastor Greg. I pray over my dad today. I pray that you would touch him and anoint him. Lord, I thank you for his feet that have been obedient. I thank you for his hands that have pushed the plow for so many to follow. I thank you for his mouth. It's been a mouthpiece for you. I thank you, God, for his heart. It's been so tender to listen and hear and follow you. We love you and thank you, God. I pray, I pray the next 30 years blessed in Jesus' name. Lord, pour your spirit out upon him. Fill him up, Lord. I pray that he would be filled anew daily. Daily, Lord, as he encounters you. God, fill him. Press down, shaking together, running over with all that you are. Pour your spirit out upon him today. In literally, so full, he doesn't know what to do with it, but give it. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. I love you. I would say I wasn't going to cry, but I'm Christy. <laughs> I can't. I love you, Pop. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, God is so good. He's so good. The same way I love my father, my father loves me, and your father loves you. And I felt in my spirit as I was preparing for today. Uh, I've been preparing for, for over a month on this, on this, this moment. Because I feel like what God is doing in the house is he, is he is going ahead and reinstating the name Father in your life. I felt, I felt as I was preparing for this that God was, was prepping my heart for so many in the room that have a fatherless figure. You have a father in your life, but he's, he's basically considered fatherless because he hasn't been there for you. There's been a lot of hurt and pain and, and distance and maybe no wisdom, no leadership. And I knew, I knew that this moment was coming where I wanted to honor my father, but I knew that there's so many in the room that don't have what I had. I, I know that I'm blessed. Trust me, I count it daily as a blessing to be led by, by who I've been led by over the years. But I will say this, my father would not be who he is today without that father. Period. Period. And, and so today, I, I don't know how you're sitting in here, but the power of a father is so important. And so your view of a father figure is so important. You need to understand that God is gracious beyond. He's gracious beyond. He is merciful beyond. Anything you could ever imagine or think, well, Lord, you cannot forgive me for that. God is so gracious. He's the ultimate father. He's the person that literally steps in as grace. And no matter what, no matter how, God is filled with grace. I know God is Father. What does that look like? He's so many things to us. He's Savior, Healer, 
friend, counselor, defender. But what does it look like to know him as father? Coming to him as a child, he's gentle, he's loving, he corrects, he teaches, he loves. The definition of father. What a beautiful relationship to have with him and truly know him as father. Knowing him as a gracious father, a merciful father, so kind and patient, never leaving you full of mercy. That's the father that he wants to be for you. And so many of us have discounted ourselves over the years saying, I know, I know he loves. I get that. That's why I come to church. I know he loves, but there's no possible way he can forgive me for There's just one area of my life that I've had fenced off for years because I know that he's forgiven me for all the other things. But I know that one thing is just too much. And there's no possible way his grace is overflowing for that. And so what you've done is you've discounted yourself from the gracious father above that wants to come in and say, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Your burdens, they don't burden me. That yoke, no, 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 no. It's light. In my presence. And God does these things. In 1 John 1 9, it says, if we confess our sins, look at your neighbor and say, confess. Confess. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, merciful, <laughs> and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. A total purification. Better than what water can do to your body. A total purification. Coming in and purifying what we have tainted with sin. He says, hey, there's no sin too big for me. All sin is equal to me. I'll go ahead and be gracious to that just like it would be gracious to that. There's no, it's not, it's not a measurable thing to God. He says, hey, I have grace. I have grace. I have grace. Knowing him as a spiritual father has made me what I am today as a natural father. Knowing him as a spiritual father has made me who I am today as a natural father. I am for my children what he has been for me. That's why I talk about Pastor Greg and the father that he was. He was full of grace. I remember the one night I was on my way home from Brittany's and we had curfew and so I'm flying home because I'd always say until the last minute I possibly could because I knew how many minutes it was going to take me and I was booking it. This was pre-leadership, Okay. In this sense, because I was a kid's pastor, but that doesn't really matter. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. And I'm, I'm flying. I'm flying home. I'm flying home. This is in my rebellious days. I'm flying home. And, and I'm, I'm coming, and, and a, a car pulled out in front of me, and I just, I mean, I T-boned it, just slammed it, demolished it. And I remember calling him, and it's, it's late. And I was like, hey, I just got in a gnarly accident. And without, I mean, this was always his response. And, and Brittany and I, we talk about this all the time because this is always his response. I'm like, dad, I lost everything. The, the church has burned up. He's like, that's fine. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> it's just always been who he is. And I was like, dad, I, I just got in an early accident. He goes, okay, where are you at? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm at this location and I'm all right. He goes, okay, I'm getting in the car now. I'll be there shortly. I'm like, dad, the insurance is going to skyrocket because this is like my fourth crash and you know, my license got taken away for speeding and all this stuff Dad, I know. And he's like, it's okay, we'll figure it out. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how that much grace is shoved into one man. 
I don't, I, I never understood it as a child. I still don't understand it, especially as a father. I'm like, dude, eat your cereal. My grace level is running out. I said to eat, you eat. He's like, oh, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. I'm good. And, and he, he practiced this daily because his daily encounter with the Father, the Father extended grace to him. And so he knew grace to give. And when you know grace to give, oh, man, the people around you will feel the Father through you. It's this attachment to the Father that a lot of us have never gotten in touch with him in this area. We've always discounted ourselves. So we take him for love, but we never take him for grace. We say, Lord, I know you love me, but there's no possible way you're obsessed with me because of what I've done. You cannot have grace for this area of my life. And God says, oh, son, oh, daughter, you have no idea. Psalms 103, verse 13. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. Those who fear him. Uh, to be terrified to be away from him. I just want to be in his presence. I just want to be all around you. Lord, I just want to be consumed with you. And when I'm there, you have compassion towards me. When I've stepped out of your covering... I know that I can't count on your covering. But as long as I'm underneath your roof, underneath your shield, I can count on your compassion. And this was the thing. As long as you obeyed the rules of my house, you got the blessing. It's been like that since I was a kid. It's still like that today. I'm, how old am I? 36? Am I 36? Okay, good. Shoo. I'm 36 years old. Still the same rule. It's still the same rule with him. Still the same rule with him. It's still the same rule. You, you listen and obey, you get the blessing. We're walking, through, we're walking through miracle after miracle with the new space. We are watching miracle after miracle. We just, we just got our architect in line. Total miracle. Total miracle. Total miracle. I mean, you don't have to celebrate. I'll just say it until you do celebrate. Total miracle. It's a complete miracle. It is a complete miracle what God's doing with that space. Over and over and over again. I will bless your faithfulness for staying near me. Yeah, but I messed up. Grace. In Romans 2, talking about judgment. Romans 2 verse 4, it says, Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and restraint and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? The kindness of God is what leads you back to repentance. Knowing that he's kind and gracious is what leads his children back to him. Verse five, it goes on, but because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart. Ah, man, I'm good. I, I don't, I don't know if I need to go that area. God, I don't know if I want to expose that section of my life to you. But if I open up that can of worms, who will not be my friends anymore? If I expose the real me 
and how really off I am will I lose it all. What are you willing to take the chance on? He's gracious. He's so good. And the kindness of God is what leads us back into repentance. You know, his mercy and grace is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. When you try to imagine it, you tap out on imagination because it's that much greater. If you're in the room and you had an abusive father, as I was praying into today, I felt an overwhelming heaviness when God started laying on my heart, not just fatherlessness, but an abusive father figure. And I'm here today in this moment to apologize and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the figure of a father was tainted for you. If you're in the room and your father was abusive growing up, I'm sorry. You didn't deserve that. It wasn't your cross to bear. God wants you to know that he loves you today and that he wants to change the way you view a father. I pray today God restores you. I pray today God restores your heart. I pray today God restores your grace. Because as you let God come in and start to heal over the pain and the hurt, that's when you start to rebirth and become new. So today, restored in Jesus' name. Restored in Jesus' name. Luke 15, verse 11. says, Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, quick, 
bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Come on, this is huge. Guess where it started? It started with humility. It started with disobedience. Started with disobedience. Give me my share. I'm going to go burn it, do whatever. I'm living in a life. And when he's sitting as hired help with the pigs, he has a reality check. He's like, I have to repent. This is the key. This is the key. I have to repent. I have to humble myself. I have to get low. Oh, oh, what pride holds us back from? Oh, oh, welcome to 2023. What, what pride holds us back from? Did you know on the other side of humbleness is freedom? Humility. Humility is everything. When he came in underneath his father, and he's like, Father, I've sinned against God and against you. I'm not worthy of anything. Please take me as a servant. His father's like, what? No, 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 no. You come in humility, I've got grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. You come in this place with a pride of a heart, I'm good, I don't need anything. Lord, my, my father growing up was abusive. Lord, I don't know if I can trust you. It's that shut off feel. No, 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 humility. Lord, I just need you. I just need you. And when I, when I come in underneath, Lord, knowing that you're in charge with my humility, God, you pour grace. You pour grace. Oh, and he's gracious. He's gracious. Go on. Verse 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. Now, you would think that would be a moment for celebration, but no, 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 no. Here we go. Here's pride. This is where pride sets in. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when, his, when, when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is now found. Can I put out a warning to the church? Be careful of the older brother's spirit. Be careful of the older brother's spirit. There is something about his mindset that is dangerous. It's a mindset full of pride. I've been here. I've worked. I've served. Come on, you gave him a fattened calf. You didn't even give me the baby goat. You gave him that. How much money? Why not me? What have I? I've, I've never left you. I've never done anything for you. Rather than staying in a place of honor and humility, you've deleted your own blessing. You can't celebrate anybody else because of your hurt. You walk through life with your head over, shoulders shrugged, disappointed, and angry. And you're so angry at your worldly father, you can't love your heavenly father. 
When we talk about encountering him on a daily basis, you can't even fathom it. You can't imagine it because how can you encounter him if he allowed that? And you blame God for your worldly father. You blame God for your worldly uh, expectations for the things, the circumstances that you've had to walk through in your life, the things that got hard, the things that got heavy, those moments where, where, where pressure came and somebody celebrated somebody else when you were really in the place of being celebrated. And just something so small as celebrating someone else has taken you out of the blessing position. And God is here today to remind you how good he is so that you can come in in a place of humility and receive grace. Amen. Amen. Proverbs 28, verse 13. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper, but the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. Let me read that again. Somebody in this room needs to hear this. As God was putting this in my spirit, this verse came to be so heavy. Proverbs 28, 13. You need to write this down. Whoever conceals their sins does not prosper. There is zero prospering in concealing. What you think you're getting away with behind closed doors and in private, you are robbing yourself of prospering. What you're doing behind closed doors in the privacy of you, God sees and he's removing the prosperity from your life. You are literally digging your own grave and putting yourself in it. But the one who confesses and renounces them finds mercy. And the moment he finds mercy, the Lord pours out grace. The moment that he confesses and says, Lord, I'm, I, I, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. I, I need to tell someone. I need, I need to tell people. I need, to, I need to get this off my chest. I need to open up and let people know I am sorry. The Lord comes in and he says, hey, there's your mercy. There's your mercy. It's quiet in here. It's all right. There's freedom from sin in the room. There's freedom from sin in the room. God is in the room. That means there's freedom from sin in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of you right now in this moment, as I'm talking, you're starting to get a sickness in your belly because you know you've been hiding something for years. You're starting to get that, that weird like sweats going on in your body right now. And it's, it's not the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, sweats are not the, the, the sweats are the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You're starting to feel that because you're starting to get nervous about, man, maybe I'm going to have to expose this to get freedom. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. If you confess... And renounce, oh man. Woo! If you can confess, you find mercy. If you get real, if you get real, if you hold one of our values of real and say, listen, I gotta be real for a moment. I've been walking through some things behind closed doors and it's been heavy. I've had some weight on my shoulders for years that I haven't told you. And let me just be real for a moment. Baby, I know you might wanna leave me for this, but this is what I've been walking through behind closed doors. And I need to confess and become real in front of you. And when you do, he says, mercy, grace, the father. Oh, I felt this so heavy. The power of a gracious father. Worship band, you can join me, please. The power of a gracious father. Grace is his name. 
Grace is what he works with. Grace is how he responds. doesn't matter what you've walked through. Grace is his response. Grace over and over again. Grace, he says, hey, I know you've been battling this. I know you've been walking through this. I know you've been looking at this. Hey, I got grace. I've got grace. I've got grace. And if you'll repent, if you'll come clean, I will overwhelm you with mercy. I will overwhelm you with grace. And you might not think that the end outcome will be amazing, but I can promise you the truth breaks chains. The truth breaks chains. I don't know how you're sitting in this room this morning, but I do know this. that God doesn't want you to stay the way that you are. First John 1 9, I'll read it again. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, merciful, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. You can be free of the weight. You know how hard it is to come into his presence with something tagging along behind you? how hard it is to worship with something plaguing your mind from your past that you've never aired, that you've never gotten out, that you've never told anyone about. It's a weight that you are not meant to carry. And that's why it says if we confess with our mouth, it's specific, letting it out, saying, Lord, I am here as an obedient son, as an obedient daughter. This is not, I, I want you to hear me, church. This is not specific for men. I want you to know it's Father's Day and we celebrate fathers. This is a church deal. This is, you can have grace today. 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 Ooh, as I was praying for today, I felt a breaking in addiction. Ooh. Oh, so heavy. I, I could visually see chains breaking off and I could see freedom. I saw so many men in the room with heavy shoulders being able to lift their hands for the first time in complete freedom. I saw this freedom in the room that the presence of God was so real. It wasn't just something that we talked about, but it was something that we, we tangibly could feel. Because for the first time, there was honesty and realness in the room. Your marriage has never been what it could be because you've been living in lies and secrets. Your home isn't what it could be because when you bring that into the home, you attach spirits that plague every room. And things start to take root and bitterness and anger starts to well up because of things that you've done in private. Now you're frustrated in public. And God wants you to know that there's complete forgiveness for what you've been walking through. Today, there can be a period on what you've walked in because complete grace is in the room because God is in the room. Come on, church, stand to your feet with me, please. Everyone standing.